guys, I'm Heather, and I'm the oldest. And she's the emotional one. Is it Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> Man, why the... Why, I mean, like, you did not even read the list. You're like, Heather... <sighs> hey, guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. What, what I need you to understand <laughs> is that you have lost all credibility when we get to the cutting stage. Why? Kenny Chesney was your second pick. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. My picks are great. And and if you don't believe it, just ask me. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Together, we make the Music List Podcast. And welcome back to the Music List Podcast. My name is Ben. With me are my sisters, Heather and Beth. We are siblings that argue while making music lists. That's the shtick. That's what we do. And today, the topic is going to be the best modern Christmas songs. And we kind of had to put a date on that. And we decided that anything from 1970 to today would qualify. So the best recorded Christmas songs since 1970. And (laughs) maybe, I think we may have discussed this. I hope this is the case. Any recording since 1970 is good, like even if it was recorded by someone else before that? Did we discuss this or not discuss this? <laughs> so I sent a text message and said, this is what I'm doing, and which was its original release was 1970 to present. Oh. And nobody responded to me. So I was like, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So that was part of my criteria. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess technically it was never established. (laughs) If you want to get us on a technicality. My first overall pick did not set that criteria, (laughs) I can tell you. Uh, Most of my list did. Hmm. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it it wasn't part of my criteria. (laughs) uh, I went rogue. Yeah. So what was your criteria then, Beth? Um, So... (laughs) Original recording, 1970 <laughs> to today. And also, every song on my list except for one is very upbeat. Whether or not the, you know, some of them, the the content, is the lyrical content is maybe like, oh, I miss you, or there are some parts of the world that it kind of sucks to be in, or whatever. Like, the, the music of it is real upbeat. I like upbeat Christmas music. Um, I told Heather earlier today I have enough seasonal depression. I don't need the Christmas music <laughs> to help me with that. I need to mask it with with jolly time Christmas. So um, I like a, a happy feel of a Christmas song. So what, most of mine do. Heather? What's interesting for, is some mm-hmm. of mine, and I, I'm probably the most Christmassy of the three of us. Like, yeah. Oh, like I'm, for sure. I start getting ready for Christmas the day after. I, I like Halloween because it's the gateway to the holidays. Y'all like Halloween because y'all like Halloween. I feel like Halloween is part of what I would say called the holidays. I feel like the holidays, October, November, December. Now, I think the, hol- the, I think like the, hol- the holiday season, I think. I can see what you're saying. People, most yeah. people think it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. I don't think most people consider Halloween part of the, the holiday season. Oh, I feel sorry for those people. I agree it is a holiday, but I don't, I don't consider You don't think it's a major holiday? I think we should get the day off. 
I do too. Like, I think I, we should I actually get the day off the day after Halloween. Yeah. I don't think it's on par with Thanksgiving or Christmas. I feel like it's oh bigger it's than Thanksgiving. Way better than Thanksgiving. I don't know. Mm, no. I appreciate them both. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're talking, if you're if you're ranking bigness of holidays and popularity, I would think that Halloween would best Thanksgiving. No way. Really? If you did a poll, you think? We get a whole week off for Thanksgiving. You do. You do. Hmm. Do, you, <laughs> do, do you get off at all for Thanksgiving? Yes. I get. We get off Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday pending governor's proclamation. Right. And so how many... So how many days? Do you, how right. many days do you get off for Halloween? <laughs> Zero. Z- well, right. we got off at th- uh, exactly. three p.m. The flight of the Eagles. Thank you, Doctor Riddle. <laughs> so we got to leave a little bit early. You got to leave a little bit early, but you get multiple days mean, for. But I think, like, okay, here's what I think: Thanksgiving you celebrate on the day, right? And then there's the whole Black Friday thing. But really, I feel like Black Friday forward is part of Christmas because it's Christmas shopping, right? But like, so Thanksgiving's really one day. Halloween, there's a, a full-on season of, like, parties and things like that. You don't have people doing, it's fall time, okay? Maybe that's just us. No, because people <laughs> don't have their Halloween parties on Halloween, typically, because they're trick-or-treating with their kids. There's that event of a day. But leading up to it, you've got pumpkin patch time, which is... Also Thanksgiving. That's not... Scary movie time. Scary movie time. <laughs> but, like, people's... Haunted houses time. Yeah. People celebrate Halloween... Oh really, October. That's because period. you can't eat like Thanksgiving every day for a week. But what else is there to do but Thanksgiving? Look for uh, you could give thanks, football. but people don't want to do that. People don't people Whoa. don't want to do the actual thanks part of Thanksgiving. They just want to be given the food. <laughs> You're much. very cynical about Thanksgiving. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> but anyway, I don't. And consi- that's the way I, I see don't it. consider Halloween to be part of the holiday season. Okay. I consider the holiday season to be Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day. So, okay, but what about between uh-huh. ha- Halloween and Thanksgiving? That's part of the holiday season. That's part too, of the right? holiday season. But November then- 1 to January 1. And even I'll even give what, what Epiphany goes through January. February. Ooh. Six, that's the holiday like that. season. I, I, I like to talk my wife into letting me keep my Christmas decorations up through Epiphany. Well, because I don't want to take them down. That's fine because Halloween season starts July 5th. So, true. That's f- okay. We can have a Halloween season <laughs> yeah. and a holiday okay. season. I'm okay. Not, I'm fine. Okay. With that. That's yeah. fine. All right. Wow. Right. And we we are, we're really off that. topic. Really off topic. Not really. So, yeah. So, anyway, what, what were we even talking about? Criteria for songs. I know, but it, it came. <laughs> I don't know how you started it. Because she said she likes upbeat. Oh, oh, update, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. And I have several on my, I say several, three or four that are not upbeat, I would say. Mine are upbeat. Two of mine are upbeat, but they're not, the subject matter is not upbeat. Oh. Mm. But okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really show my age on my list. I'm just going to tell you. I don't have anything. <laughs> Wow. I don't have anything newer than 1994. Oh, well, I don't have anything newer than 1991. Oh. Wow. So. I do. Yeah. <laughs> As you can imagine. <laughs> that you were born in 1990. 
But I should. I mean, you know, like the the. I was 14 years old in 94, so I should, you know, it's not like I'm 1998 and 2005 are out of my wheelhouse. It's just, I don't know, weird. You're I just, an old soul. I know that. you know, That's true. Like a lot of these were before I was born. About a third of them. Anyway, so the draft order for this particular, and again, this is best modern Christmas songs, criteria, <laughs> Recorded Loosely. since 1970. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the draft order is me, uh, then Beth, then Heather, Ugh. and then we will snake it. So Heather will get the first uh, pick in the second round, then Beth, then me, and then I'll draft first in the last round, and Heather will draft last in the third round. So without any further delay, we will get started. My first overall pick, this one is upbeat it is not the first recording of this song by a long shot, <laughs> but it is Santa Claus is coming to town, Jackson 5. <laughs> So, full disclosure here, I really struggled with with which version to choose because I am also a big fan of Bruce Springsteen's. Really? And and you we guys know I am, we hate I am not a big Bruce Springsteen fan, right? Yeah. I mean, when we had the Facebook group on the most overrated artist of all time, Bruce was on my list of most overrated artist of all time. So I'm not a big Bruce fan, but I do like his Santa Claus is coming to town. Where he starts cracking himself up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, okay. so the whole interlude there without a lot of speaking parts, I'm not a big fan of. But but I really do enjoy the boss's version of this song. But with this one, number one, I felt this this version was more likely to get past y'all because I knew that y'all probably liked this version more than the Bruce Springsteen version. So I cheated a little bit. You were right <laughs> in that respect. But how, Michael Jackson's what, like 12 years old in this version? This was released in 1970. It was, I mean, this was about as so, yeah, early so as we yeah. could have gone. Yeah, and what was he? Was 12? he, when was he born? Like 57, 58. 58, something like that. So, I mean, he might have been 11 then if he was born in 58, depending on. When it was recorded and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but what a powerhouse of a voice for a kid that's like n- not even like fully hit. You could tell he's not fully hit puberty yet, right? Mm-hmm. But man, that just just a massive, massive voice. This song actually charted inside the Billboard Top 40, uh, hit number 33, which is not easy for a Christmas song to do, mm-hmm. right? And uh, but yeah, so this is a I love it, upbeat. Jackson, it's clearly Jackson 5. It's got that big Michael Jackson powerhouse voice when he was little. I like Santa. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, when I was, and we don't know where my Santas are. Oh, your collection? Yeah. So, like, we moved and, like, they may be under the house, under mom's house. Oh. Mom is shaking her head, but we do not know where. I mean, I have, 
No telling hundreds of Santas, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that makes real easy decorating. Yeah, takes up a lot of space. Takes up a lot Mm -hmm. of space. It makes so maybe we'll run across them one day. (laughs) And that will be quite the Christmas treat. It will. It will be. A Christmas Mm -hmm. miracle. Yeah. So, number one overall pick, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I, I guess it's, it's me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. You know what? I don't need to say anything. I'm just let my first pick speak for itself for a second. Actually, I'm gonna do it too. Ah. I knew. I knew what this pick was. described this as one of the few worthy modern additions to the holiday canon. It's become a Christmas standard, even though it was only released in 1994. It re-enters the charts worldwide every year because people are adding it to their playlists, um, and it's one of the best-selling digital singles of all time. This year, it was selected by the Library of Congress for inclusion in the National Recording Registry for its significance. And so at that time, in the early 90s, artists weren't really releasing Christmas albums in their prime. It was more for people who were like, oh, well, (laughs) we don't have any new stuff and my career is going downhill. Let me try to revive it with a Christmas album. So she had just released, I think, her debut album in like maybe... But it was like, she was big. She didn't, she was not hurting. She was, yeah. And so uh, they... Decided to write it, and she decorated her home for Christmas in the summer so she could get into the spirit. She thought it would help her get in and make her performance more authentic because she is an artiste, okay? Um, I mean, like, people can say what they want. Yeah, she, she also really, does write her oh, own yeah. stuff, too, oh, yeah. um, in addition to being one of the best vocalists, period. Um, so it's up-tempo. It's got a pop, soul, R&B, gospel, dance, pop, rock. Got kind of like a rock and roll boogie type piano it's it feels new but it also feels retro Mm -hmm. which is part of contributing to its success because it feels like that classic christmas sound but it's also fresh um it's exciting and the music is kind of like there's that anticipatory feel with all the like with the beats and stuff like that forbes said it is the unofficial song of christmas and if forbes said it (laughs) um, it's been called the 21st century's white christmas I'll buy that. Uh, it's a timeless quality in both its music and the lyrics. Like a lot of songs that people are releasing now. It was released in the 20th century, though. Was it? 
I don't know how centuries work. Not 94? And also, it's not my quote. That's the 20th century. <laughs> the, the, the 21st century would have been the, the 2000s. 2000s. You're right. Well, it's the 20th century. Not, well, that was why. Chris- <laughs> Man. It Christmas. dethroned White Christmas as the. No, Whoa! No. <laughs> Just calm down. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, so the lyrics as well as the music have a timeless quality. A lot of the time, you know, people who are releasing Christmas songs today. So like Justin Bieber, his his lyrics are like, "I'm gonna be under the mistletoe with you, shouty," and like that. <laughs> I'm not. That's really what it, the lyric yeah. is. And so that's not timeless. But you could put these lyrics. And somebody like somebody in the Rat Pack could have sung them mm-hmm. into a different tune, right? Um, and so in 2018, it set the single day record for the most Spotify streams. It rebroke that record in 2019, and also won three records in the Guinness Book of World Records on that year. 2022, it broke that record for the fourth time, and uh, in 2021, it became the first holiday song to reach a billion streams. On Spotify. So people are listening to it. People say they don't like it, but they sure as heck listen to it. And they complain about it. Oh, she's defrosting. <laughs> but you can say you say whatever you want, but people love this song. And I don't think it I don't think we could respect ourselves if we did not include this. So you're an English major. <clears throat> yeah. Is all I want for Christmas is you. Is that passive voice? No. Um Passive voice has to do with the verb. So it's like it, the, pen, the pen was picked up by me. That's passive voice. I picked uh. up the pen is active voice. So I don't think that would qualify as passive voice. This I don't think. But I also would have to really think Would about a better it. way to say it be, I only want you for Christmas? That's, <laughs> that's what Alan Jackson said. That's the way said. Alan Jackson said it. Tie <laughs> no. a ribbon around yourself. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> tie a ribbon around yourself. I don't know. That Did was an interesting yourself? way to try, try <laughs> to hijack my... No. <laughs> it, that one didn't make my list. I just wanted to get it thrown it into didn't? the It didn't? It did not. Oh, you just wanted to mention him? Oh. Yeah, because Alan Jackson, my boy. I get it. I love him. Anyway. I, I, knew, I knew this pick was going to be drafted really high. I sure. knew that. Because, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like... As it... I mean, be, it's, it's probably the most recognized Christmas song recorded since 1990. Original, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Because what did you say? It had like a billion It was the uh, first downloads? holiday single, holiday song to reach a billion streams on Spotify. And that's only in like the streaming age. That's not right. like sold records right. and things right. like that. I had this Christmas. I bought this Christmas CD. It's a good album. When it came out, yeah. She said that, um, and I think it's. I think she was right on her opinion, because she said that they only wrote like a couple of new songs. She said, really, when people listen to Christmas songs, they want to listen to the classics, yeah. even if it's in a new way. So I think them spent. They said this song only took fifteen minutes to write. I think the bones of it, but yeah. I, and I think they tinkered with it probably a lot, but it came together pretty quickly. All right. It's a. It's a modern classic. Yeah. I'll give her that. I like the song. I don't I don't I don't begrudge that pick at all. So Heather? Yeah. Okay. Uh I'm gonna br- <laughs> I'm gonna bring the tempo way down. <laughs> but I will see your Santa Claus and I will raise you Jesus. Our Lord and Savior. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it's Mary, did you know? Mm. Mm. 
Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, oh, did you verse. know that your baby boy So this is Mark Lowry, who wrote the lyrics. With his hand. Did you know? No, I didn't feature the lot. Angels try when you kiss your little baby. Okay, right here. You to get kissed the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, and the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dark. who you hear singing right there, uh, wrote the lyrics, and then later uh, Buddy Green took them and set them to music. Um, this version is my personal favorite. It's the Gaither Vocal Band, of which Mark Lowry is a member along with... Um, in this lineup, it was Guy Penrod, David Phelps, who is a freak of nature, and um, on tenor, and Bill Gaither himself. So if you're not familiar with... Um, gospel music Bill Gaither is uh, uh, I mean he's everything in, right. in gospel music so um, lots of covers of this song uh, Kathy Matea has a good one Pentatonics has a beautiful one Kenny Rogers has done it Dolly's done it Mary J. Blige has done it Carrie Underwood um, so it's just a modern Christmas classic uh, you know reflecting um the birth of Jesus and, you know, the love of God. And, um, but it also received criticism, which I thought, what, what could you possibly have to say wrong about this song? Well, Baptist theologian Michael Frost calls it the most sexist Christmas song ever written, which, careful, I mean, the most sexist Christmas song ever written. Christmas song, period? The, Not yeah, like- I get, yeah. And he uh, said it treats right. her like, I mean, maybe it's cold outside. Right. Um, yeah. It says it it treats her like a clueless child. Well, now, she was a child, well, she, first of all. <laughs> she was. And um, Mark Lowry says it's just, it's rhetorical questions that some find condescending. You know, um, of course, you know, a lot of people are like, well, of course she knew. Well, I don't know how much she knew. I mean, Mark Lowry says... I was just thinking about it one time, like, did you know? I mean, what was it like to teach the Word of God how to how to talk? Or what was it like giving Jesus his first haircut? Or did you ever have to walk in and say, you know, clean your room? Probably not. But um, he was just excited to ask, you know, like if he could ask Mary all these questions, you know, like you gave birth to God himself, you know, yeah. did you know how this was going to impact the world and you, because you're just holding your your baby, mm-hmm. you know. And he said, I was just like this giddy, thinking all these really cool questions in my mind. I didn't know that it was going to set everybody off on this theological tangent. And so, n- since then, there have been a lot of like parody tweets, like 
Mary, did you know we've been try- trying to reach you about your cars and warranty <laughs> and stuff like that? I mean, um, he, you know, he just really didn't think it was going to be that big a deal. Um, what he did say was, I hope the song makes people think about the baby Jesus. I hope it sends them running to Luke 1 to find out what Mary knew, mm-hmm. you know. And I think the words are very thought-provoking. I'm a lyrics person anyway, but... um. And, and they're so clever. You know, this child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says he wrote it with believers in mind so they would get those references. He didn't yeah. He didn't mean it to, to be a big, big biblical discussion. He thought that people who already have that frame of reference would understand those questions that you would ask to Mary. I think that it is... A beautiful melody. I think it it does have thought-provoking lyrics. Um, It's very emotional. You know, when you've kissed, when you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. And that's, that's a big step. Now, listening to it as a believer, like we are, is probably much different than just listening to it as a song. Those words probably don't resonate the same. Right. You know. But uh, I think that's going to be the case with all Christmas songs that are that are sacred in nature. You know, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're going to resonate differently with people who that holiday is a religious holiday rather than just a, a cultural yeah. mm-hmm. holiday. So um, I think that ever since its release, it has. Um, it's just been covered so much, and it's funny that even even groups that maybe don't have a a obvious faith base, you know, like like pentatonics, they don't make a lot of statements about where their faith lies one way or the other. But you know, Kenny Rogers, Dolly, mm-hmm. Carrie Underwood, yeah, they are vocal Christians. And so, but it, but even groups that aren't haven't ever done faith based music are still covering it. Yeah. Do you think? And there might be nothing to it, but obviously, people who criticized it were probably m- more likely people within the church or people within a belief, right? And yeah. so, I wonder, like how much of that may have had to do, like, if somebody else had written the song. Because, you know, Mark Lowry's like the funny guy. He's a comedian. He's right. this or that. Like, I wonder if there's automatically a... how You you can't write a serious thing. I wonder if some mm-hmm. of the, that doubt is because you don't hear him speak seriously a whole lot, or you right. didn't. Um, and maybe they didn't respect his... Right. Like, like oh, you can't yeah. know about... Like, you, you can't have deep theological thought. You're just... You're the comedian. You're right. the funny guy. I don't know. I, and I don't know if that's the case. I just wonder sometimes if there is that bias from some people within the Christian community. I think sometimes in the Christian community, if there's something to pick apart, and we can find and, it, yeah. you know, sometimes, yeah. And and maybe we get in the weeds a little bit. Yeah, about stuff that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and he made some artistic choices, and I think you know, like we're not. I don't know if we're doing like. A, Bible study on this song. We're, you know, right. he's just 
writing. So he said, really, he had a million questions. He just ended up putting the ones in the song that rhymed. That he could find <laughs> rhymes for. So I don't yeah. think he ever really meant to, you know. I mean, yeah. you, could, you could almost yeah. treat it like like an interview. I mean, like like mm-hmm. if, if Mary had been alive today, let's say, and 60 Minutes was doing an interview with her, these are the exact same kind of questions that 60 Minutes would be asking her. Yep. Yeah. You know? And so I, I think I think y'all are y'all are right about getting into the weeds and a lot of times and, and it it's not just the Christian community, it's any community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. You know, whether you know, like I'm on a ton of like Razorback Facebook groups and I'm on education groups because I'm um I'm, I'm an educator and um it doesn't matter what group you're a part of, there's always a subsection of those people that try to be smarter than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And and so they go in and they try to pick apart everything to show how academic they are or how much more knowledgeable they are or, you know, maybe maybe they don't like somebody rising up to the level that they feel that they're mm-hmm. on and so they try to push people down. And yeah. Christianity is not immune to that. No. Right. Right. At all. And maybe Michael Frost has never, you know, maybe he, he doesn't get out in the secular music community much and he hasn't heard Santa Baby. <laughs> right. You know, but I think that's a bold statement to call this the most sexist Christmas song that has ever been written. Yeah. I mean, that's silly. But, you know, like <laughs> it really is before, silly. before you go out and say something like that, it's it's one of those where it wouldn't wouldn't have been a bad idea to ask some clarifying questions to the person mm-hmm. that wrote the song. Hey, what do you mean by that? You know, right. but we people today in in the social media world especially don't want to have a conversation. They want to be heard. Yeah, right. You know, and so instead of going to that person and saying, "Hey, you know, let's talk about this. I'm confused." You know, and having a private conversation, you just you immediately go out on a social media platform or. He may have said that before social media because this song's been out for a hot minute. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it, he may have, it may have been a, a newspaper interview or a television interview or something like that, and and he may have he may have said something about it. But or he may have said it from the pulpit. Who knows? I mean, right. I mean, a lot of these pastors are mm-hmm. are video today. But you know, it's one of those things where you know maybe maybe talk to the person first before you go. You know, attacking. What you what you interpret the lyrics to mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, he could have just said, "Hey, here's where it says in the Bible what what the angel told her. Here's yeah. what we know she knew, which but is really not much. Kind of just the basics, yeah. you know. Yeah. So not all those questions that he asks her, uh-huh. you know, what, did you know he was going to give sight to a blind man, calm a storm with his hand, you know? Right. He no. didn't. He didn't cover all that when he told her all mm-hmm. that stuff that that I read. Right. But. And, I mean, and, and, if you would have known all of that, and honestly, I, I don't to get theological. A teenager, you know, right? There are times where she does seem to forget. Yeah, that she's the mother of God. Right. Like, right. Oh no, we've lost him. We've yeah. got to hurry back. Like, right. I mean, yeah, oh, you would oh, think you. Oh, would, we forgot to look in the temple. Yeah, it would take. And and Jesus was like, "Did you? Where did you think I would be?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, or, or you remember who I am, right? Or at at the cross, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't think Mary knew everything, everything no. and how it was going to go down. 
and and I or she knew, but I mean, she's still a mother, right? Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's. But that's why I love this song because yeah. there it it can if you allow it to can inspire some really good conversations. Yeah, about all all of the life of Christ. And not instead of just saying, "Well, this is a sexist Christmas song." Of course, you know. Well, and and I, th- I think you were right. My favorite line in there is, "Is this baby that you delivered will soon deliver you?" Mm-hmm. If you're not a Christian, you don't know what that means. Probably, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you would probably ask. You would probably ask your Christian friend, "What What does this mean?" Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity for a Christian to have a really good conversation mm-hmm. about. Yeah. You know, Jesus was not just a rabbi. Jesus was not just a teacher. Jesus is. Mm-hmm. more than that, a lot more than that. And that's a conversation that we're going to need to have. So, you know, yeah, I think I think that there's definitely some, as a Christian, because, you know, we, we don't make any bones about, you know, where we stand on that, that the song does provide some avenues for Christians to talk to people that... Yeah, yeah. Aside from, oh, well, you know, this is Christmas when Jesus was born. Well, like... Right. The really important part of that is like he Why? was born right. to die and to deliver us. Right. Like that's the important part of Christmas. Yeah. And I like, don't think this song this is claims the gateway to, to that. Yeah. Claims to have the answers. It's full of questions. questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and there are a lot of other questions. I've got a lot of, I could write a lot of more verses. Right, yeah. To this I got song. a lot of questions too. <laughs> so anyway, that is my I I think it's held up really well. And Probably what year more. was that? 91. 91. When the music was written. He wrote the lyrics a few years before that, and then Buddy Green took the music. In. Was that your first pick or your second? That was my first, first one. Pick. Are you get another one. You go yep. back to back. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, now we're going to, okay. Well, this is, it's kind of a downer, but it's, it's not, well, now it. this might be one of the most condescending Christmas songs. Yeah, this, yeah, this. <laughs> there's a lot to discuss here, a lot to unpack. Okay, go ahead. 1984. Band Aid. <laughs> this is where I start to show my age. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time. Sounds like Tina Turner to me. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's a woman. It's a black woman. Hey, Joey, this is. Here comes Bono. Okay. This line right here. 
Midge Yuri, I don't know if that's how you say it, but um, they wrote it to raise money for famine relief in in Ethiopia. Um, it was number one on the UK singles chart, and it sold a million copies in the first week. It was the fastest-selling single in the UK history until Elton John released Candle in the Wind, 1997. Um, within a year, it raised eight million pounds. I did not do the exchange rate. That's a lot yeah. of money. Um, and it's here's, here's the big deal about this song. Its success led to USA for Africa... Um, live Aid, uh, Comic Relief, um, all of these huge events that raised millions and millions and millions of dollars for famine relief in Africa. So it was released in 19, again in 1989, 2004, 2014, and all three times it reached number one again in the UK. So, um, this is like the prototype for all of those um, projects. And um, so out of um, things like Live Aid, then you had, and, and USA for Africa, We Are the World, um, also came things like Farm Aid. And um, <laughs> there was a group, <laughs> there was a group in the, probably around 86, 85 or so, it was a group of heavy metal musicians. <laughs> was Dio the one that led? Yes, yeah. he was in it. It was called Hearing Aid. <laughs> <laughs> We're funny. stars. And um, so, and, you know, like, they redid um, We Are the World in 2010, I think, for Haiti, for the earthquake in Haiti. Um, so it really built this um, prototype for in this template for artists to come together and use their star power and their selling power to really affect change. Like I remember when I was a kid, they would show, you know, they would be dropping these huge bags of food in Ethiopia, you know, and it, it, it was a it was a huge deal. And so I think that um it, it it may not be the most. I mean, I it's it's a catchy song, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's very singable, and it's repetitive and all that stuff. But it it really did kind of capture the spirit of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. You know, do thank something. Thank goodness you're not in their <laughs> shoes. It's, it, yeah, it's kind of out of there. Touch, won't be but... snow in Africa this Christmas. I don't think there's snow in Africa. Well, there is snow in Africa. In some places. In some yeah. places, but probably not Ethiopia. And do they know it's Christmas? Probably not. But I don't know how that works. Actually, do, you know? actually um, Ethiopia has several what? churches. Yeah. Um, in fact, some people believe that the Ark of the Covenant is in an Ethiopian church. Really? In the basement of an Ethiopian church. That they're... Protecting it. Interesting. That's one of the. I mean, like there are like three or four places where some people think the Ark of the Covenant is, and yeah, one of them is a church in Ethiopia that's one of the most thought about conspiracies about where where it could be. 
Well, back in 1984, 85, I mean, the famine in Ethiopia was was huge news. And, you know, they had these these just heartbreaking images Mm -hmm. of these little kids with their extended bellies and skeletal frames. And so they... They they really made a big impact with that. So, all right, the eighties. Is that my pick now? It is. Well, I'm gonna bring us back up <laughs> into some festive spirits, <laughs> um, so we can listen to a little bit of this one here. Oh, <laughs> I love this. The 1970 recording by Jose Feliciano was introduced into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Um, and it was recorded while he was feeling homesick at Christmas time. Um, his family was in New York and he was in LA and he was thinking about celebrating Christmas Eve with his brothers, eating traditional Puerto Rican foods, drinking rum, and going caroling, which I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, that's because it sounds we, like fun. We, well, and it sounds like it. it was like, okay, thinking back to how Christmas used to be for us, because we would always go caroling. We would always have a lot of fun and had, not, we didn't have Puerto Rican food, but we had <laughs> foods every year, the same thing. Like, you think about your childhood, yeah. Christmas, you know, and it's relatable that, you know, as you grow older, Christmas is not always what it used to be, you know, like, especially with some situations we've had, some people are not here anymore. It's like, that magic of when you're a child oh, at Christmas, yeah. you know? Christmas through the eyes of a, of a kid. Yeah, it should be. It is magical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's kind of sad. But also <laughs> it's sweet yeah. to think of, like, he has really good memories and he's writing from that viewpoint. Um, eighth on the list of all-time best-selling Christmas or holiday digital singles. Um, <laughs> it's time for a fun fact, fun fact. <laughs> Um, so in 2017, he released a ska version in collaboration with Jules Holland. I don't like it at all, but it's really actually not as much of a stretch as I might have thought. Yeah. Um, it's it's different, but it's interesting. Um, and I just love like especially living now where we live in Northwest Arkansas. There's a much larger Hispanic population than when where we grew up. We have you know a pretty good sized Hispanic Latino population, but it's like so much more of that culture up there. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to like see it through our college and our student populations and like Latin culture club and stuff like that. And it's really, I just really like when like cultures collide kind Mm -hmm. of like, and so he's like, okay, I'm singing in, in Spanish and like, you're welcome to like mumble along or whatever. (laughs) You don't know (laughs) what it means. But then like, there's this great huge part where like, all the kids who only speak English are like, yeah. I want to wish. Like, it's fun. It's fun to listen to that song. You're like, yeah. okay, here's here's the part I can sing. Um, and I just think it's like a a bridging kind of moment. I like that. So, 
Do you remember when you were a little kid and you were singing, y'all were singing it in your music class for a Christmas program and you came home and you were singing it and and we were singing it with you and you're like, no, you have to nod. Like (laughs) like the way, like... Like where you're I, I was teaching you how you were, to pronounce. Yeah, you okay. were like, because we were, you know, you can't just say, it's not Feliz Navidad. It's Dodd. Navidad. <laughs> you know? And so we just got a, we got a pronunciation level. Uh, lesson lesson from, on. From a child. Yep. Well, you know, the and integrity of the and, language. Yeah. They were teaching us as children. That's I right. like that. So way to go, Malvern School System. Yep. <laughs> All right. Ben? Well, I'm glad we're on this roller coaster. Up, down. <laughs> we went back up. Now let's bring it back down. All right. Leave it to the hag to write a sad oh country Christmas song. If we make it through December 1975. It's a great song. Really. If we make it through December, everything's going to be all right, I know. It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California If we make it through December we'll be fine. So then, off of course, as the song goes, the hag goes into this uh, story where he gets laid off at the factory, and of course it's Christmas time, and you know, most of the time if you lose your job, you're concerned about how am I going to pay the mortgage or the rent, how am I going to make the car note, how am I going to put food on the table, but because it's December... And he's got a little girl. His number one concern is she's not going to understand why she doesn't get any Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is, it, as a father of girls, yeah. it is one of the most heartbreaking songs that I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, when I, when I name the saddest country songs of all time, it's like, okay, you've got, like, obviously at the top, he stopped loving her today is like somewhere up at the top. Mm-hmm. Whiskey lullaby mm-hmm. is somewhere yeah. at the top. And then you've got, uh, if we make it through December, yeah. <laughs> somewhere at the top. Um, so, I mean, it, and it deals with a lot of things that Merle Haggard normally talks about. Merle Haggard has always been a champion of the working mm-hmm. man, the blue-collar working man, whether it's the factory, whether it's farming, whether it's... Um, you know, he mentions he mentions the factory a lot. You know, like a, a lot of country songs talking about blue collar workers. They're talking about people that work outside. Well, Merle Haggard really talks like the working man blues. He's talking about you know his factory mates and working man blues too. So, um, but throughout the you know he's trying to keep good spirits in this song. He keeps talking about well, hey, maybe in, in summertime we'll be able to go to you know like California or something like that. Um, but. The hag is, uh, he's, when you just listen to him, you often think the voice is not that special, right? It's just it's just a guy singing songs. Like, he doesn't do all these crazy runs and stuff mm-hmm. that you see out of, like, George Jones. And 
He, he doesn't have just the pure power that you get out of a Waylon Jennings mm-hmm. or something like that. But if you listen close, he is so smooth. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. smooth. And, and the inflection in his voice, the way that he can just portray a, an emotion is about as good as it gets. George Jones is a phenomenal singer. His voice talent mm-hmm. is maybe the best that there's ever been in country music as far as everything that he can do with his voice. But Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard throw emotion into their vocal performance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unlike maybe anybody else, almost in any genre. I mean, they're just incredible with the way they can do it. As far as this song is concerned, um, really incredible some of the things that it was able to do. You, you got to remember, this was, this was a Christmas song coming off a Christmas album. It hit number one on the country charts as a Christmas song. And even though it was released as a country song on a Christmas album, it actually peaked inside the Billboard Top 40 at number 28. It's hard, first of all, for a for a country song at all, and really hard for a country Christmas song mm-hmm. to break into inside the top forty um, Billboard charts, like the the top forty, not top country forty, the top forty. Mm-hmm. And then it even crossed over into the easy listening charts for some reason, where it hit number sixteen over there. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of weird, um, but just uh, just an incredibly, incredibly sad song, and and it really. It's a reminder that not everybody has that picture perfect right. Christmas. Yep. Yeah. You know. Right. And and Merle Haggard was uh maybe the best ever at really kind of championing the people that had have not had the best cards dealt to them right. in life. Well, I can lighten it up for you just a little bit if you <laughs> If you listen to it just the music and you took the lyrics out, especially that turnaround at the end of every verse, it sounds eerily like Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> Can you sing the lyrics to Grandma? Almost, I was trying while it was playing. <laughs> <laughs> like the verses are almost. Down, 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 down. Yep. She'd been drinking too much eggnog. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I mean, I did. I you know, like I'd have to sit down with it, and but yeah, it it's it's a. I'm gonna have to try that out after the show. Yep, yep. <laughs> Play around with that a little bit. Yeah, but the turnaround is identical. So. I pick again. You do, yeah. Let's go back up. Let's go back up. Let's okay. have a happy time. All right, all right. Happy, happy, fun time. You guys are probably gonna hate this song because okay. a lot of people hate this. Song. Oh. Then why do you like it so much? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is it is it is maybe the most polarizing Christmas song wow. out there. Some people love it, some people hate it, but it definitely has staying power. I can't wait to in hear. In fact, it's probably more popular now than it was in 1979. It's wonderful Christmas time. Oh. Paul McCartney. Oh, I like this song. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply 
but I can't, I, you can't not bob your head to it. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on, the feeling's here. That only comes to time of year. can do almost no wrong. So, he didn't do wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I, I kind of see I can kind of see why people don't like it. It is on the on the lyric complexity scale this is like a negative 2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, is not- it is lyrically Let me look this up cuz I mean it it is really <laughs> Really bad, simple, and really repetitive. Yeah, lyrics. Okay, I mean it's. I mean we could probably read all the lyrics in thirty seconds. I mean it is really, <laughs> seriously not at all. It's the mood is right, yeah. the spirits up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time. The party's on. The feelings here that only comes. This time of year, simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. And then we have the bridge, which is mostly ding dong, ding dong, and ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the choir of children sing their song, and apparently they, it's Carol of the Bells because it's ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> they practiced all year long. And then simply having a wonderful Christmas time, we're simply having a wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> Then we get to another verse. Word is out about the town to lift the glass. Oh, and don't look down. I don't. I, I don't know why you don't look down during the you, toast. If you are carrying a glass and it's full, you're not supposed to look at it because you're less likely to spill it if you're not looking at it. Are you serious? Yeah, is that true. I've heard that. So maybe that's what he's talking about. He's just trying to give you a tip. He's trying to help <laughs> you out. Interesting. So, I, but I, so I understand that the lyrics are not just super complex. I get it. They're pretty cheesy, but it's a Christmas song, and I mean there are tons of Christmas songs that are not just super complex. Yeah, sure. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. That's not super complex at all. Well, oh, well, apparently I it is because it, it for quite a while. Confused the crap out of her till she was but, like an adult. <laughs> But I put it near the top of my list because I like the song. And as Paul McCartney says in the song, that's enough. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. I like it. I don't. So. I told you it was polarizing. I knew. I, I really was. I, I really thought that both of y'all may not like it. But I'm, I'm glad to know that at least one of you's a fan. It's one of those that, like, I, I feel like it's almost a guilty pleasure. Like, I feel like I shouldn't like it, but dagnabbit if I don't just bounce my head and sing along. Dagnabbit. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like I just just give in and say, yeah, okay, I like that. I mean, if we're going to compare, like, Beatle Christmas songs. Oh, it's way better than. Even War is Over yeah. with Yoko singing. You like that better? It's still, well, it's still a better song. I'm not sure that I. Oh. I well, uh, in what way? Yeah, well, I mean, that's like the thing. Like, in its complexity or its, like, thoughtfulness of lyric? Yeah, yeah probably sure. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, But as far as, like, but here's the thing about Christmas, wonderful Christmas time, 
is, and this is the one thing that I think, I think Paul was better at than John. I think I like John's lyrics more than I like Paul's lyrics. Yeah. But I like Paul's tunes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like his hooks more than I like John's hooks. It's definitely more cheerful. Yeah. And this has got a this has got a, this is a little ditty. It is a little jam. It's a little it jam. Yeah. It's a bop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. my pick. Okay. Was that your third one? That was it my was. third okay. one. So now, oh, is it me? It's yep. me. Okay. So I'm going to keep it upbeat as I said I would. So this is a, one of the newer ones. I say newer, newer than most of y'all's list. 1998. Merry Christmas, Happy <laughs> Holidays by NSYNC. Carried this band. Happy Don't care what you say about Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it's just fun. It's energetic. Um, it details a lot of the things that you get excited about at Christmas, especially as a kid. Stockings by the fireside. Everybody's playing because school's out. Um, and then at the end. He says, no matter what your holiday, it's a time to celebrate. So it's also a very inclusive song. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays. So if people want to get jacked up about Merry Christmas or whatever, we're just going to tell you both. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Best All time of, of year for the family, he yeah. says, as JC is just giving your ears a, a sweet little treat. Sweet. So I like this song. I know it's a. It, I have an uphill battle with this one because people here. I, I say people, y'all are gonna hear in sync and be like, Pfft. I don't dislike in sync, but I had. <clears throat> I guess since, since we're actually, no, you have a pick left. Yeah. yeah. Is it boys to men? No. Okay. So like, I had one that was kind of similar in terms of. I had let it snow by boys to men on my big list. Mm-hmm. Which, as far as boy bands are concerned, very good boy band. I would, I like the Let It Snow by Boys to Men more than I like the NSYNC song. Well, did you? Yeah. I didn't. Did but it was on my okay. big list. It well, big then it's irrelevant to this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, there, there's a ten, like we talked about with the bubblegum episode, just because something is labeled a certain genre, that doesn't mean it should be discounted. This is. A great modern Christmas song. It was very successful. People still play it. Pentatonix has done a cover. A lot of there have been a lot of covers of it. Um, it just hasn't had a lot of time to, I would say, become one of those standards. And will it ever be like the level of something like, you know, all I want for Christmas is you? No. But it's a great modern Christmas song released and written after 1970. Um and I think it's it's good for us who are millennials, especially. That's our childhood. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that's enough. And that's, that's enough. enough. And that's what I said. So, all right, <laughs> Heather. Well, I'm going to go to my childhood. Okay. A lot further back. We, <laughs> Ooh. Dang. Just, wow. I, was, I would say I'm just playing, but it's true. No, it's true. Ooh. Ew. Oh. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever. Go ahead. From 1984. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's not even your childhood. Yes. I w- you I were was 10. 10. Oh, I guess yeah. so. I was four. 
It was not a twinkle in anyone's eye. No. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Wham! Last Christmas. It's a beat. It's a breakup song, but it's... Double A side single with everything she wants, which is also a fantastic song. But um, it uh, was uh, on the charts in five other countries besides the UK um, at number one and top ten in Australia, Canada, and the US. It spent five consecutive weeks at number two. In the UK, it was held off of the number one spot by Do They Know It's Christmas, which George Michael hmm. was also on. He's a good year for him. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a pretty good year. Um, it finally reached number one on the UK singles chart more than 36 years after its initial release. So it finally got to number one in 2021. So I, I wonder if it's because of that movie. I don't of, know. You know. Have you seen that movie with Amelia Clark, the girl from Grammar Thrones? Mm. Grammar uh, <laughs> Thrones. Gram- uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. No, I have not seen that. It's not very good. You shouldn't. Okay. But maybe, yeah, I was just saying maybe it's because that is. Um, Wham donated all of their relief royalties to Famine Relief. So um, this song also uh, went to aid in... In that cause. Um, they may not have known it was going to be such a big hit when they did that. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably when they were yeah. like, oh, dang. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was just for a certain amount of time. Maybe after it. I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, I love how this song is a little passive aggressive and petty. I enjoy that, too. I love a petty moment. Mm-hmm. And so... Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. <laughs> Which you are not. Which is not you. <laughs> so, um, the video was great, and um, it, it it is that, you know, kind of heartbroken thing, but, you know, wrapped up in sleigh bells and, you know, not, I don't know if they're sleigh bells, but there's some kind of... <laughs> bing, bing, but, bing, yeah. bing. Like a little synthesizer. It's all, yeah, it's all upbeat and everything. And so um, I love this song. And this is one of those, uh, as a choral director, um, like there are a lot of Christmas songs out there, a lot. And as a, if you spend any time in the choral classroom, you're going to do them all. Yeah. Because... You got to usually do like two or three groups and three or four songs per group and can't repeat because those kids are in school for four years. And so you're you're struggling sometimes. And depending on the ability level of your groups, you know, some things you can't do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just depends. Uh, we did this song one year at a Christmas concert and brought the two leopard mascots out and they kind of did a little mm-hmm. skit while the... 
and everybody loved it. So <laughs> this, and that's enough. Yeah, and that's enough. <laughs> and it it says a lot when I because you start working on Christmas music with students that are at any um even at the secondary level in October at, at the least. very latest. Yeah. And so when you start doing songs every day for three months, mm-hmm. most of the time you're going to hate that song by the end of that season. I still like this song. So I think that that, <laughs> that is a yeah. glowing testimony to the power of the catchiness and upbeatness of this. Is that a word? Upbeatness? Up yeah, it is now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I still like it. So here we go. All right. We have drafted them all. You want to hear? Yes. Yes. Ben has drafted Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Jackson oh, yeah. 5. If We Make It Through December by Merle Haggard. Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Heather drafted Mary Did You Know by the Gaither Vocal Band. Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Last Christmas by Wham. I Have All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by Anne. What did you have that didn't make it? When was Felice Navidad recorded? 70. 70. I, I yeah. thought it would be cutting it close because it seems late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do we have I, that didn't be, make it? because we did not come to a, an agreement on whether or not. You did not come to <laughs> an agreement. No, wait a minute. She posed a question and nobody no one responded, responded. So I think they're all fair game. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I think, well, no, I say that. The Angels Cried by Alan Jackson and Allison Krauss, I believe, was the first time that was recorded. It's good to also done at a choir concert. <laughs> um, so that was on my list. Bob Seger's Little Drummer Boy was on my not list. Not done at a choir concert. But um, yeah. obviously that's not the first time Little Drummer Boy was recorded. Um, Christmas Cannon by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Obviously not the first time Christmas Cannon was recorded, but I didn't well, understand the rules. that arrangement that maybe. arrangement, yeah. I think you can get past that one. I also had the, uh, Let It Snow by Boys to Men, which previously mentioned, and obviously that's not the first time that Let It Snow was yeah. recorded. But uh, other than that, we, we had drafted the rest of them. Uh, my actual... Original number two was Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles, but it was originally recorded in 1960 by Charles Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Um, but Good grief. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I had Felice Tommy Dunn. Uh, Merry Christmas, Darling was recorded in 1970 by the Carpenters. And, man, her voice... Oh, it's just so smooth. Oh, so good, Karen Carpenter. Um, Where are you, Christmas? From the Grinch movie, mm-hmm. Taylor Momsen. Well, Faith Hill did the like, did the yeah, you know. But to see Taylor Momsen from the Pretty Reckless, you know, doing her thing when she was like six, yeah. you know, <laughs> with, it's so cute. But um, and one more sleep by Leona Lewis. That's a good it, one. It's catchy. It's very girl group. You know, kind of has that same all I want for Christmas is mm-hmm. you retro yeah. feel to it. So that's all I had. 
Uh, the only ones I had left that we haven't mentioned were Step Into Christmas by Elton John. I love that song. And Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson, which I know Heather doesn't like. I do not enjoy that. Well, so we've got uh, we've got nine selections, and now we have to cut it from nine to five. Working nine to five. That I'm, wow, that was, that was not your best effort, ladies. Not your best effort. At we all. haven't had. We got to change this song because I haven't had a good one in a long time. All right, so we've got our nine. We've got to drop it down to five. <clears throat> and um, I feel like our list may be so different. It may be hard to just move a whole bunch over from the jump. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we can agree on All I Want for Christmas, right? That's got to go in the top five. There's not argument about it being in the top five. I had it number seven on my list. I had it three. Okay, so, yeah. Come on now. It may be one of the few ones that is actually on everybody's list, actually. Uh, well, maybe, yeah. Did you have Do They Know It's Christmas or Last Christmas? I had last Christmas number eight. I had it six. But I did not have Do They Know It's Christmas. I did have that one also. That's seven. I bet I was the only one that had maybe any of mine. <laughs> I had Wonderful Christmas Time. Oh, good. Um, so we all had last Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben doesn't want to do <laughs> I really don't like it. I, I put it on there because, I mean, of its overall popularity. And, yeah. like, I mean, I can't deny the staying power it's had since 84. They still play it way too much during Christmas. And it it hit number one in two years ago. Oh, my gosh. But it's so, it's not a good song, though. I disagree. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. Ugh. <laughs> oh, it shivers. Okay, so maybe we table that. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't know. He seems very. We all had him. it on the list. Hmm. Put it in the uh, the the the, uh, the, uh, the maybe category. All right. <laughs> okay, so that's a maybe. Uh, are there any we can cut? Just outright? Well. Um, what are the songs again? I've, I've already forgotten. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. If We Make It Through December. Wonderful Christmas Time. Mary, Did You Know? Do They Know It's Christmas? Last Christmas. Feliz Navidad and Christmas. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Okay, so um, okay, I'm trying to remember. I, I normally have have these written down before now. Heather had in Mary. Did you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do they know it's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas? And the Wham song. Uh huh. You had one that's already moved, been moved over. The Mariah Carey song. Uh-huh. You had Feliz Navidad. And then you had the In Sync song, yes, which is called "Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays." Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. 
Okay, so furiously. The two that I would, the two that I would like to move over to out would be. Um. The the. The mm-hmm. song, the <laughs> wow, you don't even know yeah. <laughs> the the charity song. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, that's they... the one. Okay, and okay. and then the the InSync song. Those would be the two that I would want to move over. I would be um, outside of mine. The two that I would most like to move over from yours. I'm not saying I want to move them over, but I'm saying the two that I would be the most likely to want to move over <laughs> would be Mary, did you know, and Felice Navidad. Move those. <laughs> no, I'm not saying we. I'm, I'm just saying that I would. Agreed. I would like to not cut those yet. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> of course, I would like for all three of mine to be moved over. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, <laughs> here's what I'll say. <laughs> now, granted, we did not officially establish the criteria. However, you do have the only song that was not originally recorded, 1970 to present. I would. I would like that we not consider that one for our top five. That means everybody because, has one cut. Because of a rule that we didn't really make? Well, well it, we both right, uh, you, we both went by that. Yeah, and I pulled, I pulled to, my actual right. number two because it didn't fit the criteria. So you made it harder on yourself than you had to, but that doesn't mean that I should be punished for it. No, I followed the rules and you didn't. We never made it a rule. Hold on. I keep their Literally one no second. one responded to me, so I guess technically that's... I think I asked the question. No, I asked the question. Oh my gosh. She says I keep receipts. Okay. Hold on. Go back. Look at it. Okay. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. This white Thursday. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh-huh. You might I'm have like- answered me. But I felt I feel like I recall that no one answered me. I, uh, you guys do a lot of talking while I'm at work. Yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 We're all okay. Good. On Thursday, you said y'all may already know, but I wanted to confirm we're all doing the same thing. And then you listed the episodes: number t- November twenty second, Thanksgiving table, best modern Christmas song, nineteen seventy to present. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then. I asked the song. I asked the question: For modern Christmas, is this anything released after 1970, or the first recording of it needs to be after 1970? Like there are a thousand versions of White Christmas, etc. And literally, no one responded okay. to that comment. And then and you said, yeah. "Do songs recorded in 1970 count?" And Beth said, "I would say so." Yeah, because so anything like, before 1970, that that no, I, the way I interpreted your question was, mm. is it like 1971 to now, or is it 1970? So my to question now? was the original recording, and no one, we didn't lay that down. I don't know how it worked. However, that's the way I interpreted it. So that's my preference, and that's gonna be that's gonna color my votes as we okay. move things to the top yeah. five. And. Anybody else's decision on that is their decision. But that's where I'm at. I say cut the Jackson five. Wow. 
So that means we all have one cut. Did we? What did we cut? What did we cut? Well, you. I mean, oh, do they know it's Christmas? Do they, yeah, cut. And I the didn't agree. Song. To, you agree to that? Whatever. What, to, <laughs> to cut to cut an end song. He just said. I th- he said these are the ones I would like to cut. Well, if we're, nobody right. agreed to it, uh, well, uh, as you know, what happens when what happens when you send a text and nobody agrees to it? Apparently, you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> so you want to cut both of those? I'm offering to cut one of mine too. Well, I think that's a bad decision, but okay. I disagree, but okay. I'm well, now that. now we're all okay. So now we're all at all right. One song cut, and we have left one, two, three, four, five songs. Oh, so we only have to cut one more. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so the ones that we that we have. I would um, like. I, I'm I'm wishing I'd put Mary. Did you know on my list now? I would like to move that one over. I would that like one, to move that and, one over. It wasn't that, on my list, either, and that was not I, mine. But I'm like, I'm, like I'm wondering how I missed that one. Yeah, actually, I didn't do any sacred songs. I did all secular songs. For some reason, that was just where my head was. But yeah, I agree. Okay, three spots. Four songs. If okay. we make it through December, wonderful Christmas time, last Christmas, and Feliz Navidad. I bet we all have different ideas of what song needs to be cut. <laughs> Probably. What song would you cut? Um, honestly, probably Wham. I would cut Wonderful Christmas Time. I would cut If We Make It Through December. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. We, we do have different thoughts. But that's, you know, I like the upbeat Christmas songs. Yeah. That's that's kind of my deal. So that's my first preference. But So nobody would cut Feliz Navidad so we can move it over. Yeah? I had it on my list. It's a it's a classic. Yeah. All right. So now it comes down to we we've got we've got to cut there, there's three songs in the running for two spots. We have um, if we make it through December, we have wonderful Christmas time, and we've got last Christmas by Wham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, we know which one you're going to want to cut, obviously. True yeah. story. Yeah, absolutely. And we know which one I want to cut. It's the same. It's literally the same as we just went around because oh, none of those yeah. songs got cut. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> so now, so she's going to cut if we make it through December. That's that's what I would prefer, but, but yeah. But Heather really enough, likes those that are song. probably those are the the of the two songs of mine, the one we would probably least least want to cut. Yeah, I like if we make it through December better than Wonderful Christmas Time. But hmm. or we could just cut Wham. So essentially, at that point, you would make me choose between Wonderful Christmas Time and Last Christmas, if you went. If you went in with Ben on if we make it through December, because that only leaves two songs left, you're obviously going to cut each other's, and I would be the swing vote. So she's saying you'd have to take a risk. You can either keep yeah. your my, your favorite song of mine. And, and I'll be honest, I don't know what I would do in that. Or, or, or keep mine. Or keep yours. Well, I'm going to keep mine. I think that's a better song than Wonderful Christmas Time. That's but not the that choice that Wonderful Christmas hand. Time will get in. Well, that's dumb. 
So your your options are either you can eliminate for sure. Well, you can't eliminate anything right now. Uh-uh. But you could you could save if we make it through December and keep wonderful Christmas time on the chopping block. Because if you take the deal, wonderful Christmas time is going in. What? If she takes the deal and she cuts if we make it through December, wonderful Christmas time makes it in the list. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. Or you can roll the dice and take a chance that by not cutting, if we you could you could put okay. we can I make it through December in, but right. then wham may not get in. Right. I think that the weakest song of those three. So that's what I need to do is cut what I think is the weakest song of those three. But True. you can't. But or I just give yourself. you my opinion. Yeah. What, yeah. My opinion is I would cut "Wonderful Christmas Time." And I, yes, I would save if we make it to December. So then that well. So now that we, also otherwise maybe leaves you. We've got this triangle you. thing going yeah. right now. That so if she's hard nosed that we should cut "Wonderful Christmas Time," then you're. You're kind of like also in the position of you could. Either way, I'm just waiting for y'all to make your decisions on what you will and will not budge on because there's really nothing I can do except for give you my my final vote because the two of you are the ones that are. We have to, then we struggling. have to decide to cut one of yours, right? We don't well, not have, nec- not have necessarily. to, but I'm going to fight. I think my song, thing. I mean, obviously, I didn't have those there, so I think right. mm-hmm. that my song should go over. Right. So really, I mean, I hate to put Beth on the spot here, but I mean, this is, <laughs> you're, you know, but here's, so. But it's not because I can't give you my opinion until you guys make a call because I'm one vote. If you tell me my vote on one of these three songs. Somebody would have to agree with me before that happened. You know what I mean? So let's see if we've got a true perfect triangle. All right. So of the three, if I were going to rank the three songs that we've got remaining, I would rank it if we make it through December, Wonderful Christmas Time, and Last Christmas. Mm -hmm. You would rank yours what? Last Christmas, if we make it through December, Wonderful Christmas Time. Okay. And you would rank them? I'm really not... Here's the thing. I'm really not sure one and two. Okay. I'm not sure where I would put Wonderful Christmas Time last Christmas, but I would definitely put if we make it through December in third spot. Okay. So I'm saying I could be swayed either way on the other two, but y'all are going to have to set your, you're going to have to plant your flag. But if you, if you could, if you had, let's say you said, if I had to pick, if you had to pick one or one and two. <laughs> I don't I don't know because okay Wonderful Christmas Time has I mean the lyrics aren't as good I guess as last Christmas it's still upbeat though and at least you know last Christmas the lyrical content is a, you know it's a breakup song or a, I broke up we broke up last year's song um, Wonderful Christmas Time is a heavy song they both have the upbeat feel. 
But I really like the last Christmas song. I, th- I think musically I like last Christmas <laughs> more. They really do kind of even out for me. I, I really don't. I really don't know. I don't want to be unfair and say and make a choice and then somebody. But you said earlier you would pick this one because I could. I could be swayed. Huh. So let's just make it. I mean, <laughs> I could really make it difficult and say "Wonderful Christmas Time" one last Christmas too. <laughs> which, which I could. I could say for that. Great radio. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I could say that. But would that be the truth? I don't know. <laughs> I tried to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, this is what you call a dilemma. <laughs> An impasse. I guess. Well, I mean. <laughs> let's just do it by which ones were recorded first. Let's just do it like that. Huh? <laughs> oh, are, that would be if we make it through uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how to how to fix this problem. Heather, do you have a suggestion? No. I mean, it, honestly, it really kind of is up to you, Heather. Because, Why? Because Ben obviously wants both of his in. You want yours in, but you want his in that I don't like. Yeah. And so why is it up to me? Because it's your decision. Like if you and Ben say, yeah, we want if we make it through December in, then that puts me in a position where I'm going to have to pick between the two of your songs. And that's your your chance to take on whether or not Last Christmas gets in or it doesn't. If you said, okay, if we make it through December, maybe it doesn't get in, <laughs> then... Wonderful Christmas time and last Christmas, your song would definitely go over. That's what Ben was saying earlier. Right. So, yeah, well, uh, so here, here's you're going to have a messed up list, though. Well, no. Well, uh, here's like, you can make the decision that we put if we make it through December, in or out. Yeah. And that's then, your you're the swing vote on that. And if you do, then you have a chance to get the list that you want. Yeah. That's true. You also have the chance that your second. Song doesn't get on the list. Yeah, I mean. So that's that's the dice that you've you've got to roll. Well, I, here's the thing. This I, is interesting. Have I, we ever had this situation I before? I do think. Now I, I'm gonna go obviously on record saying that I think Last Christmas is a good song and I think it deserves to be on the list. Okay. But I do think that if we make it through December. I feel strongly enough that it is a better enough song that Wonderful Christmas Time needs to be cut. So you think it's a better enough song, it's better than both Wonderful Christmas Time and Last Christmas, what you're saying? No, she's not saying it's better than Well, that's than what Last she's Christmas. gotta be saying. Not necessarily. So you're what, saying what she has to be what she has to say is that it... If I don't if, do that, we'll never move. She all she has to do is say that she believes, like I do, that it's one of the best two songs remaining in the running. It doesn't mean that it that it, it could mean that last Christmas gets in on the list and that last Christmas gets in above when we rank it 
she can very well fight to get last and Christmas. And I think that's how it should be. Number four or five or four and 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 mine five or whatever. If it three gets to or the whatever. top five. If it gets the to the top Right, five. but she's running the risk that... that. So that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And, so in, the, and in, the, in the interest of not sitting here and boring everybody for any more, you know... Any longer. So now it's it's wonderful Christmas time or wham. Uh Uh-huh. And that. And this is going to, this is definitely going to, this is definitely going to be. So I'm going to need some pitches. You're first. (laughs) Ladies first. Shotgun. Lyrically, it's, it's exponentially better than wonderful Christmas time. I think that as far as. Upbeat tempo instrumentation, they're very similar. They, you know, it's kind of bell like, you know, mid to up tempo. Those things being equal, I think that it's lyrically, it's better. Um, it's there's more substance to it. All right. I would argue that Last Christmas is not even a Christmas song. It's a breakup song, first and foremost, and not a Christmas song. Wonderful Christmas Time is 100% a Christmas song. 100%. It's nothing else. It's just simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It much, much better with the hook. We're all talking about how we're bobbing our heads and we're singing along. We can't help ourselves. Nobody says that about Last Christmas. That's not it's true. It's such a Debbie Downer song, too. And Wonderful Christmas Song is everything. I thought you only got right like 30 seconds. Christmas. I don't know. It's not been 30 not, seconds. You're not timing this. It feels like 30 years. So <laughs> you have you have one song that's a breakup song and one song that's a Christmas song, and it is best Christmas songs, best modern Christmas songs, and that's enough. <laughs> Uh, okay. <clears throat> Let me think. All right. Music, <laughs> lyrics, message. Um, Hook. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Music, I think it's a wash. Christmas. That's message. Um, man. Okay. This is kind of... I'm kind of hacked off about this because... Which song I like better versus what I feel like is more true to what I said my criteria was are not necessarily the same thing. And I do get down about the rules and the criteria. It's like something I really kind of don't want to say, but Look at <laughs> because it. I like I like <sighs> like my head and my heart are telling me two different things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, let me. See. I really like Last Christmas. Yeah, but I also really like Wonderful Christmas Time. It's fun. So what I'm hearing you say. Is that you really like both songs, but one of them fits the criteria much more than the other one. I don't want to say much more, but I think... But more. 
Um. Okay, what did I say about my songs? My songs. You you wanted happy, happy, and upbeat. (laughs) That's that's what I thought you said. I do like a happy Christmas song. I this year (laughs) to save me from tears. Yeah, but you said it was saving from tears. It is petty, and I like that too. So do you. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's not a good Christmas message. Holding a grudge, oh being being petty over the <laughs> over Christmas. I, oh, uh, this is the time for forgiving. When was wonderful Christmas time? Eighty. Seventy nine. I'm going to let my head roll because I would want that same consideration. Wonderful Christmas time. Fantastic. All right. That hurt a little bit, but we did it. All right, we have a top five. All I want for Christmas is you. Mary, did you know? Feliz Navidad. If we make it through December, wonderful Christmas time. We can say wonderful Christmas time is five, yeah? Because it was such a hard time to get it in. Sure. And I'm sure all I want for Christmas is with you will probably be number one. I'm guessing. I mean, probably. Uh. I kind of like the order we have it in. Mary, did you know Feliz Navidad if we make it through December? Now, I would argue. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Make it through December should be number three. Above? Feliz Navidad. But Mary, did you know should be number two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I like that. It's a really good song. It is a really good song. No matter what Robert Frost is or whoever that guy is. Yeah. Robert Frost. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Frost. What was Michael Frost. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Robert Frost is dead, right? Oh, long time. Yeah. Long yeah. Time yeah. Time big, he's big time dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big time. All right, so Felice Navidad. If he mentioned it, that would be that would be impressive. Yeah, Heather, it's gonna be your call on three and four. Felice Navidad or make it through December. Oh, uh, Felice Navidad, and then make it through December. (laughs) Was that was that a petty choice? You really think that? Okay, (laughs) no, Felice Navidad was number six on my list, and make it through December was not on my list at all. Okay, all right, well we did it. Final ranking, the best modern Christmas songs originally recorded mm-hmm. <laughs> from 1970 to today. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Mary Did You Know by the Gaither Vocal Band. Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. If We Make It Through December by Merle Haggard. And Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. <laughs> and we have a far. list. All right, all right. So we want to thank everybody for listening. We want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Um, We'll have one more Christmas episode coming before the end of the holiday season. We can keep up with that. In two weeks, we'll come back with Christmas carols, our our favorite Christmas carols. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got a couple of different Facebook pages. Actually, one's a page, one's a group. Join them. Come uh, have some contact with us. Leave us a review if you're podcast platform 
listening provider uh, allows for that. And again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. (laughs) 